questions to be asked. And it is time for you to do so. Here in this, this fortress of solitude, we shall try to find the answers together. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the Smallville Meets Krypton podcast show. Welcome to my um, humble uh, recording studio that I've crafted uh, myself. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I've never recorded a podcast, never done anything like this before. But I just felt like it was important for me to not only share my story and what's happened with me, but I want to I want to hear the stories of other people. I want to hear what other people have experienced. I want to hear the challenges that come uh, when people think about adoption. And I want anyone who participates in this to think differently about adoption, uh, to open their eyes a little bit to different ways of looking at adoption. And most important for me is the truth. Um, the truth is what has made all the difference. And it's the thing that I feel like has been uh, the biggest challenge in my situation, but it may not be the biggest challenge in other people's situations. My situation, <laughs> I feel like a exercise program trying to advertise to people uh, that results may vary. But in my case, I've had some amazing experiences and I'm grateful for those, but I want to hear other people's experiences. I want to hear what other people uh are challenged with and there are people out there who are looking they're desperately looking to find their biological family for a number of reasons but if nothing just to understand where they come from and who they are that is the goal that is the vision that is the purpose of this show is to help people find answers to focus on the truth and allow people to share their experience. So before I dive into my experience and dive into uh, the this whole process, I thought, I thought that, that the best thing for me to do would be to cover some history, cover a little bit about me, give you some context on my life in hopes that it will help educate and illustrate better uh, where I've come from before I had this experience. But what's important for you to understand is that two years ago today, two years ago, I discovered and received the results. Let's go back to um, the beginning uh, or as far back as I can remember. Um, again, this is my story. This is my experience and this is my truth as I remember it. Uh, I grew up in a small town, much like Smallville, uh, called Grantsville, Utah. Grantsville is, uh, at the time, had a max population of maybe a, a few thousand people. We didn't have a stoplight. We barely had a grocery store uh, called the Junior Mart, and everybody knew everybody. And I grew up on a street called Cherry Street, which was across the street from a baseball field, down the street from the schools, and basically a five-minute walk to almost any school. Um, and... I had two forms of entertainment that I focused on as a child. Um, one was Superman. So as you can see, my obsession continues. I love Superman. I've always loved Superman and I especially love the Christopher Reeves version of Superman, but we'll talk about that later. For now, um, Superman was my form of entertainment. I watched those movies 
uh, all the time, every chance I could get, I was watching Superman. And if I wasn't watching Superman, I was usually listening to the only music that I was exposed to or that I knew of uh, from an artist called Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, if you don't know who Weird Al Yankovic is, he's the master of parodies. And I loved listening to his music for some reason that it has, it did, and it continues to uh, just get me excited and, and put me in a better mood. So I love Weird Al. Um, whenever I could, I would was wearing my Superman pajamas and I had a Superman outfit that I would run around in and and uh, uh, rip off my clothes and fly through the air and fly across the trampoline and anywhere I could, I was wearing my Superman outfit. It was just my favorite thing to do. So um, a lot of that stems through my obsession or my, my desire to create a Smallville meets Krypton uh, podcast. I felt like that by focusing on uh, what it meant to me and the connection that Clark Kent had to kind of finding out his history um, felt very personal to me. So again, that's where the connection with Smallville and, and, and Krypton come from. Back then it was a simpler time. Uh, you know, we, I didn't have, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have the internet, um, we didn't have anything. And um, uh, unfortunately at the age of 10, my parents were divorced. And so my uh, father moved away. My brother and sister had moved to Southern Utah. And so it was just my mom and I for a long time. And during that time, I found myself searching, trying to find family, trying to find a connection to family. Um, whether it was because my, my mother who was working diligently and, and trying to keep food on the table, um, and just couldn't be home, or I just felt like I needed to connect somewhere else. I don't know what it was. So um, in going and looking for family, I often would spend as much time as I could with family or with friends. Uh, I would go and visit the, their house and go, up to the, their, go to their house after school and then wait till uh, that, that evening when my mom could come pick me up. But as I was there, I would always watch my friends. I'd watch their family. I'd watch the way they interacted with each other. And I'd watch the, the way that they the parents took care of the kids and the way that the kids interacted with each other. And, and, um, for some sort some reason, I was just so fascinated with it. Um, and so I remember going to James's house and Michael's house and Scott's house and, uh, or Scott's grandma's house, actually, I should say, but, uh, I, I really enjoyed those experiences. And then as I got a little bit older, um, I met a couple that lived nearby and their name was Max and Chelsea. Max was a scout leader for us and he was, so engaged and so excited about scouts and really motivated me and inspired me to want to be part of scouts. And so I started spending more time with he and his wife and hanging out with at their house. We would play games. We would, uh, do, we would do everything together. I was at their house almost every day, um, all the time. And I loved it. I really had a great time and a great experience with them. Uh, Friday nights we'd eat, we'd make pizza and they were the first ones to let me uh, drive a car. I would, uh, they let me take their Jeep down to the way station as it was called to get some gas for, um, and before I was 15 or 16, before I had my license. So uh, they were, it was great to, to spend time with them and I'm grateful for their kindness and, and love. Uh, a couple years later, they adopted a child from Bulgaria and I was so fascinated with that process, but I always thought adoption was something you did with kids that were from different countries. I never thought of it as something that would happen here. Um, again, naive little kid from a small town. 
but I was grateful to to get to know their child, um, and I was grateful grateful to be a part of their lives. Um, I got to pick him up from school for for a while, and and just help make sure that he got home okay. And um, I really enjoyed that. It was a wonderful experience for me. Then uh, I got a little bit older, and I started spending a lot of time with some friends that probably weren't the best friends for me. So, um, and we would get, uh, you know, get into trouble sometimes, but nothing that was, you know, illegal or, or horrible. It was just me being a kid. Um, and eventually I met two, uh, two young men, uh, Luke and Jake Ellis. Luke and Jake became my best friends. They became my brothers. And they, again, looking for family, their family just wrapped their arms around me. They, we, Jake and Luke and I were inseparable. We were together in everything we did uh, all the time. I would go to their house every day after school. And I was always spending time with them and their family and doing things with their family. And uh, I was just part of the family. In fact, when their father passed away, I was written in the obituary as the adopted son, Colby, um, which I was honored to, to, to have. I was grateful for that. Um, I love that family and I always will. And I I'm, I'm, will always be grateful to Luke and Jake for their friendship and their kindness towards me. Um, and so uh, years went by. Uh, eventually, uh, my mom and I ended up moving to St. George, where we uh, lived for a number of years. And, and uh, I made some new friends and had some wonderful experiences down there. And at that point, I was starting to date a little bit more. And the funny thing about that is that as I started to date, I would watch my girlfriend's parents and their families more than anything. One of my girlfriends would tease me and say, God, you spend more time with my dad than you do with me. And I, and I laughed, but in reality, it was true. I was, I was so interested in learning and wanting to see what a good father look like and how to measure that measure myself against that and and uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of psychological elements to that but bottom line is is I would I'd spend a lot of time with um, their families in fact one of them one of the girls I, I dated after I, we stopped seeing each other I was still hanging out at her parents house helping them with different things um, even when she was on dates with other guys but um, I was just grateful for her their friendship and their parents kindness to me so what does this have to do with anything? Why are, we, why are we rehashing Colby's history? I share this with you because throughout my life, I felt this deep desire to find family, to connect with family. Because for some reason, the family that I was adopted into, I didn't feel that connection. Now, um, there's a lot of reasons that people have looked at and thought that, well, maybe that's just because uh, things were broke or separated at a young age. And so you didn't get to spend a lot of time with them. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But the, the, the truth of the matter is I felt that deep desire to find family and to feel connected to family. And uh, when I would date girls and, and kind of get to know them and spend time with their families, I felt like I was close um, when I would spend time with Luke and Jake and their family, I felt like I was close. I felt so connected and so close to them. And I loved it. I just, it was so wonderful to have that connection. And, uh, unfortunately I didn't feel that with my own adopted family, but I didn't know that I was adopted. And so I continued wondering and guessing and, and, and confused as to why I didn't feel that connection when it seemed like so many of my other friends and, and people that I knew 
did feel that connection. They would argue and fight with their family, just like anybody else. Man, Luke and Jake used to fight all the time. Those two, I mean, those two would, um, we'd have to break up their fights and, and, um, and keep them from killing each other, but they loved each other. They were brothers and they knew it. And that's what mattered. But for some reason, I didn't feel that connection. Um, and so, uh, I got married uh, to a wonderful woman, Maggie, in 2005, and I'm so grateful for her. And uh, even as years went by with her, um, I was so surprised at how connected I felt to her family, to her, to my in-laws. Um, people even make fun of me because I call my my mother and father-in-law, mom and dad. Now I've always done that out of respect, but um, other people think, oh man, I would never call my mother-in-law mom or my father-in-law dad. I, I don't like him that much. And, and, um, which is fine. But for me, I felt such a deep connection to my mother and father-in-law, to my brothers, uh, brother-in-laws, um, and even my sister-in-law. And I'm, and I was like, this is so awesome. I love having this family and I love spending time with them. And in fact, I, we lived with my mother and father-in-law for a couple of years. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, but, um, I was still longing to have that connection to my own family and to feel like I had my own family. And so uh, a few years later, we started working with the company I was at. We started working with a uh, drug testing company and I learned that you could do DNA testing, but I learned in order to have a DNA test, you had to have the parent and a child present. Unfortunately, I knew my parents would never go for that, or at least I assumed they wouldn't. I never actually asked them but I just assumed they would never do it. And so I pushed it aside and didn't think about it. Uh, a few more years pass and my partner, business partner uh, and a close friend of mine uh, sat me down at lunch and said, hey, so I took a DNA test and I found out that I have another sibling. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is so cool. And, and I was so fascinated to hear his story and, and hear what he'd experienced and, and even to hear his, his sibling story and, and, and where they were at and what they knew. And, and it was just such a fascinating thing, um, especially because there was so much shadow or confusion around it that it, 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 it opened up the door and, 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 and provided some clarity. Um, there's still questions that exist, but it provides some clarity, uh, for my, my friend that, that, uh, he'd always kind of wondered and they always was in their back of their mind. And he said to me, he said, you should do a DNA test. I said, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I could going back a little bit, uh, most of my life because I didn't feel that connection with my family, I often would tease and say, I think I was switched at birth. I think that maybe I was just switched or something because I don't feel that connection and I don't look like anybody in my family. Now, luckily in my family, my brother and sister don't look that much alike either. And so I was, I thought, well, um, I guess that's just the way it is in our family. So I just assumed that um, everybody, other people's families, some look like it and some don't. But um, for me, I never felt like we looked alike and our mannerisms and our behavior and stuff, it was very different. Um, but I assume that was just part of, uh, being a part of a family. Everybody's different. So anyways, my, my coworker and, or my, my business partner said, you should take a DNA test and maybe confirm if you were actually switched at birth. And we just laughed and joked about it. And so eventually I purchased uh, a DNA test. Maggie and I both purchased a DNA test and, we, we kind of hum hawed around it. We never really took the test and decided, well, we should probably take this test if we're going to, you know, find out. And so we 
um, sat down and took care of everything. It's a little bit of a process. You have to wait a few minutes. You have to wait a little while. You can't eat or drink anything. And then you spit the tube, and um, which seems like the most difficult spit you've ever spit. It, spit. Anyway, um, but it's uh, one of those things that uh, you think, man, this is really complicated, but it's really not. Um, snap the tube together and, and put it in the box and send it off. They make it as easy as possible then began the the waiting part right and so we sat and we waited and we got notifications hey it's arrived at this facility and it's it's now being processed and we were so excited about um getting these results and maggie gets her results um and i i was kind of disappointed how how come she got hers and i haven't got mine but she gets her results and we started looking through the the ancestry app um where we got our 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 tests from and and we could see connections we could see family that she knew and family that she um recognized and we're and uh, we were like oh okay that makes sense you know those are all people we know uh so it was kind of fun we looked at the the history of where we were where she was from and and those kinds of things um didn't really think too much of it and moved on a week later was when things got crazy so I was standing at work talking to one of my co- my coworkers when um, my phone uh, vibrates and it says, hey, you, we've got your results. And I was like, all right. So I open up my phone and I look and I start looking at my results and uh, I start looking at people I'm connected to. And, you know, the way it shows, the way it, it lists is it shows a list of everyone that you have DNA markers close to. And it shows the closest first to, all, you know, and then, then kind of um, descends in that order. And the first three people that I was apparently super close to were people that I've never met before, I've never heard of, and didn't, um, didn't recognize in any way, shape or form in any connection whatsoever. But the system said, well, these are your, these are either your aunt, or an uncle, because there was two guys, um, or a cousin, a first cousin, or uh, a half brother, half sister. And I thought, man, that's really weird. I don't have any half brothers, half sisters. I know all my uncles on both sides of my family. Um, This doesn't make any sense. So I thought, okay, well, maybe something's wrong, right? Um, And I'm just still keep looking through it, desperately trying to find somebody on that list that looks familiar. Nobody, couldn't find anybody. Eventually, I um, was talking to one of my uh, my business partner and I said, you'll never believe this. I was looking at my DNA results and nothing, there's no connection. There's no, I don't recognize anybody, not a single person. And my partner said, maybe you were adopted. And I thought, nah, that's crazy. There's no way. Um, I didn't think it was real. I think it was possible. Again, I had no knowledge of any of this, um, anything like this my whole life. And so I decided to, um, or so, so I went home and, and, um, I, well, first I started reaching out to some of these people and I just started sending them a message and I just said, Hey, um, uh, it looks like we're related. I took a DNA test and I'm not sure how we're related, but, uh, and that was it. I didn't hear anything that day. Um, frantically, I'm trying all kinds of different methods this day to try to figure something out. That night I go home and I call my sister and in looking at my history or, or where I'm from. So the, your DNA results covers who you're connected to. It covers where you're from and it, and a myriad of other things. I was always taught that my family was from Sweden and Poland. So I assumed that's where my results would be from. Well, in my system, I'm not from either of those countries in any way, shape or form. So I thought that's odd. I called my sister and I said, Hey, 
I got my DNA test and I got my results. And for some reason it shows that nobody is, um, or I don't show, um, you know, Sweden or Poland anywhere on this list. And my sister responded, well, maybe mom's just crazy. Maybe um, she's not right in terms of where they're from. But I was pretty sure my grandma, who was my mom's mom, was Swedish and had a pretty deep uh, or pretty recent history of Sweden. Now, it's important to understand at this moment, prior to getting my DNA test and my DNA results, um, I had told my adopted family, I said, hey, um, I took a DNA test because my friend took one and he found out he has a sister he didn't know about. And so I told my family, I said, I took a DNA test and my results are probably coming soon. If there's something that I should know, now is the time to tell me. But no one said anything. And for the last decade, I had been telling my both my mother and father, I said, I love my family. I will always love my family but something doesn't feel right. Something feels disjointed, disconnected. I just don't feel connected to my family. And this is a really hard thing for me to, to share because it's sensitive. Um, I know people feel differently and feel like I'm perhaps being ungrateful or um, not showing compassion for my adopted family. But the reality is that's how I felt. I didn't feel connected. And I wanted to have that connection so badly. I wanted to feel that connection. And I had tried. Now, keep in mind, the relationship with my sister had improved drastically over the last few years. And she and I, I felt like, has all had, had, had become much closer. Um, and so that's why I called her that night. That's why I'd been talking to her. She was the first person I called. I didn't call my mom or my brother or my dad. I called my sister. And... And I'm so grateful for that relationship because she, uh, I feel like, has been there to try to help me in a lot of ways in growing up. Um, but again, I just, something was missing. Something was off. So continuing the conversation with my sister, as we're digging through or we're talking through this, she says to me, um, you know, maybe something's off and maybe mom's just crazy or whatever. And, and probably felt pretty caught off guard because of that conversation, didn't know what to say. Um, meanwhile, while I'm on the phone with my sister, one of my friends is here at the house and he's talking to another friend, Luke, who I've, who I told you about Luke, who has been living who lives in Tooele happened to be out in our area that night, which is very, very uncommon. Um, he's never out this area. It doesn't come out here, has no reason to, but he happened to be in our area because he was looking at a, at a fifth wheel or something. And he had his fiance with him. And so he said, Hey, can we stop by? And I said, sure. We'd love to see you. Um, Maggie wasn't home. Uh, so, uh, she was at a dinner and so I'm sitting at home and I'm talking to uh, my sister. And while I'm talking to my sister, my buddy Luke walks into the door and he sits down and he has starts having a conversation with Hayden. Well, Hayden says to Luke, um, Colby's on the phone with his sister. He just got his DNA test and he thinks he's adopted. Um, just joking, right? Well, Luke's response to Hayden and tells him, well, that's because he is. And Hayden is just floored. He doesn't know what to do, what to say. Um, and meanwhile, I'm still on the phone. So I hang up with my sister and um, I look over and I can see Hayden is just like 
shock. He didn't know, he didn't know what's going on or what to say. Um, and I said to Luke, I said, Luke, I just did my DNA test. Um, I got my DNA test results. And, um, from what I can tell, uh, I'm not connected to anybody that I know. And I think that I might be adopted or something just joking again. Like I, I just, this was all so new to me and this was all so, uh, fresh and, and, and just, it didn't make sense. And I was just trying to make sense of it. And he said to me in the most calm voice he could, but before he could say anything, his fiance is sitting on the couch, just punching him and saying, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. And finally Luke says in the calmest voice he can, he said, Colby, you need to know you're adopted. <laughs> 